morning, comrades. You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. We have Jeff and Robert in the studio. Robert is back, baby. Let's go. You caught me trying to close the studio door. Yeah, well, that was what I was waiting for, and then I just oh, decided okay. to go you hot. No, you go hot because that's funny. Yeah, you do that's it. That's comedy, like me being away from the mic. Yeah, that's how it works. You want to make sure that you you, you got to stay on your toes, man. So, I mean, folks, we're a podcast first and a radio show second, so like we have to have that unbalanced, unprofessional quality that podcasters are famous for speak for yourself on the unprofessional side of things okay okay. all right anyway uh robert is back baby let's go Woo! let's go what's going on where you been man um i had covid again for the second time second time i am uh just so you know i am um Double vaxxed and also boosted. And you're double coveted now. Double coveted. Like COVID, yeah. double pause. People say, um, what well, well, what is the whole deal of um Omicron supposed to be like not as bad as the original OG strain of COVID? That was a lie. Whoever said that. <laughs> um yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm laughing at your pain, by the way. Sorry. I mean, it's fine. I don't know. I'm 40, and I don't know how any older people are getting this, plus not being vaccinated and surviving it. There was a time where I felt paralyzed. Yeah. I mean, my guess is I wish, um, let's call um, Dr. Mark Allendary up right now. I know he's in, um, what, he's in Ukraine, right? I, I think he's in Ukraine, yeah. That's good. So the boss is away. We can just do what we want to do. Let's play. We can just do what we can talk about. This. Welcome to the uh, video game and wrestling show. <laughs> video game wrestling. But, um, <clears throat> but uh, I think what happened, in my layman's stupid opinion, is that probably when I got COVID the first time, I feel like I have something in my throat now. Well, this is real professional. <clears throat> You're still shaking it. That's know, that's right? that's proof that you still that you still you still getting it. Actually, up. I just brushed my teeth, so I, it's probably some toothpaste. It's what it felt like when I coughed. It felt like so I got sick. Came back up. I actually got sick about like I missed. I had missed the show. We had a we had a run that uh, a rerun a couple of weeks ago because I was like super sick, like sinus infection, coughing fits to the point where I could not breathe. Yeah, and like I tested negative for COVID over and over what? and over again at um. Even at the urgent care, and they said it was just rapid tests. But I took like two at home tests, two at the urgent care, and like still always negative. Did you get um? Did you get the uh, the COVID test delivered to you through UPS? No. Oh yeah, I did get those. I used those too. I have so many of those now. Do you? I have like ten. You, ten boxes. You heard? You, you know where to get COVID tests now, folks. Well, actually, on, honest to goodness, if you um, real talk, real talk for a sec, if uh, no cap. If you um, if you do need those COVID tests, I think I'm gonna put like at least half of them up, like five boxes up on. Um, if you live in the New Orleans area, uh, if you go to the mutual the, aid, the thing. mutual aid group, um, look for New Orleans mutual aid. If you're not a member there already, uh, become a member. I will approve you. Tell them Robert sent you, and I'm one of the mods. Um, I uh, I'm gonna put those up so if people in need can get them. But yeah, cool. I had I had it. It was awful. It's I'm still coughing. By burning. the way, I was, I'm sorry. I'm still coughing from when I was oh, sick. My is my point. But oh, go wait. ahead. So you didn't? I don't know, man. I don't know about those rapid tests. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I I assumed it. I mean, because when I took it, it wasn't like one of those things. Like, wait 15 minutes. It was just I woke up in the morning and knew I had COVID. Yeah. But I had a rapid test still left, so I just opened the box and took it. It wasn't like. Oh, wait 15 minutes. It was yeah. like wait 15 seconds, and the control and the test line just like 
were on fire. <laughs> he had super uh, COVID. I did. Um, Aaron had it too. Yeah, Aaron had it too. It was pretty bad. Um, and then like the whole, I I got to run face to face with like the whole CDC uh, quarantine requirements now, which are an absolute joke. They've just. I mean, we've given up in, 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 uh, in a sense that, well, the, like... The requirements are five days of quarantine. Regardless and, of test status. You know, yeah, regardless. Like, you can still be positive after five because they're like, oh, you're not contagious after that. You just have to wear a mask at work all the time. I'm like, that's absolutely if you're insane. Okay, so if you're not contagious, why do you have, have to, to wear, wear a mask? mask? I've been saying that forever. <laughs> I've been saying that forever. Remember, I don't know if you remember me yelling about... So, I'm not going to call him out, but I have a buddy who works for city council... And this was during last year's Saint season. And, you know, I have no problem wearing a mask. You know, whatever. I'll do it. But yeah, when, when it was mask mandated. But, you know, I was double vaxxed. And I don't think I had a... I didn't have a booster then. But I was definitely double vaxxed up. And it had been a while. I'd had COVID and been double vaxxed. Vaxxed up, shouting. And so him and I, like, we both work... Um, we both work for city government. And we went to the Saints game. And he's like, oh, man, look at all these people wearing, not wearing a mask. Because you have to show your vax status to get in. Yeah. He's like, oh, man, look at all these people not They're wearing a mask in the dome. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm not wearing mine either. I'm taking it off. And he's like, you're not going to wear I'm like, man. He's like, what if we get, like, you know, photographed or something? I'm, I'm like, look here, man. You're following the protocols. I'm like, well, the thing was you were supposed to wear a mask. Oh, really? And yeah, you were supposed to wear a mask in the dome. I didn't know that. Last year. And then nobody did. Oh, and, and it was never checking. policed. Well, how are you going to police that? Yeah. And then my point is, this goes to the whole thing of just like this. We're so inconsistent about the federal government is so federal government and state government and even city government to a degree is so inconsistent and so beholden to capital um, as a, as just like modus operandi mm-hmm. that it makes libertarians sound almost reasonable it makes right-wing reactionaries you know when oh, it produces these kinds of people exactly exactly so when those people last year were standing outside of or even two years ago were standing outside of Chili's being like i want you know uh, i want my margarita open up and open up ju- Applebee's now yeah like well the federal government hadn't done anything for anybody so you can understand why they're like, like tiny checks. Yeah, how you gonna how you gonna not federal government's not gonna do its job, and then you expect people just to carry on it as normal. Yeah. But then you're gonna have everything closed. I'm not saying they are right. I'm saying that kind of act, that kind of thinking is logical. Mm-hmm. Like you can have bad logic. It's but it's still logical. Their, lo- right. their logic is bad. And to the point of the Saints game thing is like I don't. I'm like my man. I'm like he, we're here at the Saints game. We're here in this dome with all these people. My brother in Christ. My brother in Christ. I'm like, if we have to, if if I had to be double vaxxed up to get in here, which no problem, of course, I was like probably like one of the, I would say 50th people to get their vaccine in the whole city because uh, I work for the go- I work for city government. But I'm just like, my brother in Christ, if we have to both be in here double vaxxed up, and now you're telling me, on top of that, I'm supposed to wear a mask. Maybe we shouldn't have a professional football game. Going no, right that, well, that's the thing. Like, Maybe like, this whole thing should be shut down. Yeah, and this makes no sense. So, like, like, like that's the other thing too. And 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 on, I think that sort of as a sort of billiard ball effect to that as well. Like, there's almost like a uh, there is a because I'm gonna I'm gonna make a a little bit of a defense. I think for for some of the people who are like personally concerned about. Like, oh, the moral correct thing to do or whatever is to wear a mask. Because, oh, no. I'm not, like, like, go like, ahead. Say your piece. Like, like, like that is a 
fine and lovely sentiment and like you do you but like if you start like like wagging your finger at people for not wearing the vaccine or not wearing a mask or something like that you're not going to win them over to your side it's just never going to happen and like even though you might be right by the merits and like right by a lot of different other like points like that is just ugh, i'm sorry but like that's just not going to work in terms of like the the thing that is going to make people wear a mask or not in public is the policy, not the good, the better angels of people's decisions, not because people are bad. I actually generally think people are good, but people are going to do the thing that like make that gets them by with the least inconvenience possible. Well, that's kind of that's kind of liberal philosophy in a nutshell, right? Like right. neoliberalism is let's nibble around the edges, let's do half measures, and then surprise Pikachu face when nothing works. Yeah, like oh wow, like I can't believe this half measure didn't solve the problem yeah. when we should have just done the full measure. And the whole point of this, story you actually is- need the you actually need the sort of like cold, long thrust and the long the enforcement, the stick right. of policy in policy enforcement. Like that's going to be what gets people to change their behavior. I mean, when right wingers like, say, you know, the federal government can't help me, the federal, you're on your own, the federal, go- like, I, I don't need the government, I need them out of my life. But then when something like this, you ever driven on a road, bro? Well, <laughs> that's not even a point. Like, you can't. Again, going back to like, you can have log, you can have bad logic, mm-hmm. but it's still logical. When something like COVID and yeah. the federal government, ha- because it's beholden to capitalism, has either less than a half measure or no or no inaction no action at all and this is the very thing that that society and government is in exists to do mm-hmm. then like i can't look at that person but i can look at that person and say i understand exactly why you feel like that i'm not saying it's right but i understand exactly I, why you feel like that why why you have that thinking makes sense in your world i, I would i would push back on just the part that the government has done nothing like even under trump and uh, like other stuff like there was when the development of the vaccine was and all this other stuff and like tons of money was spent on it however like as far as like the, the reason for that wasn't to help people or no, make people's no, no. lives better the reason for that was ka-ching kick the economy back right. open and also make a crap load of money off of this vaccine can you imagine can you imagine if um if 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 like late stage capitalism hyper you know like late stage capitalism hyper capitalism was as bad as it is now when our grandparents were around for like world war ii and all the sacrifices that like the, the American people <laughs> made, like, with, like, gas rationing and, you know, and, instead and of, stamps instead of, to buy food. You can only buy meat and, like, so much meat on this day. And, like, I'm in, like, a lot of cities, especially coastal cities. Instead of the World Powers Act, the War Powers Act, you have public-private partnerships. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just think of, like, these coastal cities where they used to, um, because they were worried about uh, German um, air raids, they would sh- they they had they would shut off the lights mm-hmm. you know can you imagine just the cities today just being like uh, well we're gonna just turn off the lights between the hours of eight forty five p.m. and eight fifty five and we just hope that the Germans decide not to bomb or, or or do any kind of reconnaissance during those times and it's like that's the kind of half measures that that are done now which yeah. would have been done back if then. if there's a baby we're gonna split it yeah absolutely. <laughs> And, and the point of all this is that, like, going back to the CDC, is that 
the CDC's guidelines now are absolutely ridiculous. So you, you can, like we talked about earlier, they want you to quarantine for five days and then you can go back to work if there's a mask and wear a mask. And it's like, oh, that's going to make a real comfortable working environment for everybody. I'm not going to be like a leper or a pariah. But so at my job, I did that. I went back to work because honestly, there was like a bunch of stuff on my job that it's time, it's time sensitive. And if it doesn't get done by me in advance or by me on the day that it's due, then it just doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. So I, I came into work and I did my I did my job, and then within two hours, thank God I have I have good bosses. Um, within two hours, I said, "Check this out, uh, I'm going home." Yeah, and I'll I'll be back when I'm back. Yeah, because this is crazy. I don't I feel like you're wrecked. I feel like garbage, and two like this cannot be conducive to like a work environment to where everybody's like, "Well, is this guy coming going to get me sick from COVID?" Yeah, and that's crazy. I'm yeah, that. totally, totally. Um, the other thing that, uh, well, just to kind of like move on from this sort of mm -hmm. thing, uh, last week we had, uh, Billy Nicks on the show. They are, uh, one of the organize one of the core organizers of the, uh, Starbucks campaign, uh, at Maple street. Uh, we have a pretty significant update over there and I've got oh, wow. some, some, um, some Starbucks stuff going on, but so just to kind of circle back on that, Billy was fired from their job at Starbucks for um, the claim by the by the boss was that uh, they closed the store early. Um, and the reason that Billy closed the store early, and, and you can go back and listen to last week's show, uh, the reason that they closed the store early was because they were completely understaffed and com getting completely hammered by, by a customer volume and they couldn't sustain it. And it, was, um, and it was not safe to keep the store open. So they closed it. And this is something that's not unusual to happen at these kinds of Starbucks stores. It happens across the city and nobody gets in trouble for it. So it's, this is like fairly obvious retaliation on the part of Starbucks. Uh, well, anyway, um, just to kind of move things forward on that, uh, today is the day. Yesterday and today were the voting days for the union at the Maple Street Starbucks and the votes get counted today. So that's pretty exciting. That is very Have you been paying attention to this at all, Robert? <sighs> Honestly, dude. Or just the Starbucks stuff in general? Kind of. I, I don't want to. I want to say yes and no. Like, mm -hmm. I've been, I've been as the, you know, I've been scanning it. I've been browsing it. Yeah. To be honest, I'm, my brain is kind of broken. I'm in. Complete, we know. We, in, we know. Your brain yeah. is broken. Yeah. I, I'm in complete, like, what do they used to call it? Grill pill? Yeah. Now I'm in, like, dad mode to where, um. I ended up on the cheap, obviously. I never buy any, I try not to buy anything retail, but I have like a, a racing sim simulator set up <laughs> at my house. And my goal is to drive, um, to drive in a race like in a year or two at the New Orleans track. Like an actual race? Yeah. You got a car? Uh, that's the thing. I'll talk to you about it. There's a, okay. I guess this. Can we put GMC on the car? Yes, we, we can. <laughs> this makes, this makes good. So. If you're if you're familiar with auto racing, like I have kind of a, a flirtation with auto racing ever since I was a child. There's something called the 24-hour uh, of Le Mans, and it's a 24-hour endurance race. Mm -hmm. um, there's a so there is a group of there's a race uh, that uh, tours, and as a riff on that, it's the 24 hours of lemons, and you can um, the the you can drive anything you want. But it can't have cost you more than not including safety gear, like roll cage, you know. Yeah. Um, all Make that it kind of safe. Stuff. Yeah. Um, not including safety gear, the car can't cost you more than five hundred bucks. 
What? So it's like the ugliest cars. Like some of the the cars that like you know if the if the car that you bring out there can just complete like two days of fifteen hour racing, then like that's a win in itself. So it's like a demolition derby. Except, yeah, except yeah, 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 like yeah. You don't run the cars into and one another. <laughs> what makes it super interesting is that God. Remember, what if? Could you imagine if they had demolition derbies in twenty twenty two? Oh, they still do. Where? Go out to Pensacola is like the closest. Dude. I go out to Pensacola Speedway. I could go to a demolition derby. You want to go to Pensacola sometime? Maybe. Dude, let's do it. It's Five Flag Speedway. This All is not right. a commercial for them, but um. Yeah, that's our closest circuit racetrack, which seems insane because we live in the south. Like, they should be everywhere. But, it's closer um, than Talladega. I guess Talladega is in the north. Huh? Oh, yeah, Talladega is like the top. You're, you're, you're making the, the, the deadly mistake of forgetting how huge Alabama is. Yeah, it is a very big state. Alabama, it's like and it's very Alabama. mountainous. It's so big because mm-hmm. we're only used to, like, southern Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the closest, like, circuit track we have is, well, there's. There's whatchamacallit in out by TPC golf course. There's TPC that, Louisiana. Yeah, there's the Avondale. I guess it's Avondale. It's it's like race Nola or whatever, and that's where they have that lemons race every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's a that's a road course, and then um, Five Flags Raceway in uh, Pensacola is a um, an oval. Mm-hmm. It's an oval asphalt, so you get to see some good stock car racing. Okay. Um, my point is, so how they... Spoken and, like a true Floridian. I know. That's only three hours. <laughs> um, but uh, so when you do tech inspection, when they do tech inspection on your car, they do safety inspection, and then they want to see what you have. So if you show up with like a Ford Escort and you've got some supercharged turbo, they're like, all right, dude. They're like, you can race that, but we're assigning you 600 penalty laps. <laughs> the point is, so how you win is, the point is what they want is a balance of the worst possible car that can survive the race. Yeah, it wants why, to fall ap- it's supposed to fall apart like right when it crosses the finish like line. Like Ford Pintos are like yeah. optimal. Oh, no. <laughs> they're like super reliable, and uh, like the whole like you, you tap them from the back and they explode is, is way overrated. Yeah. But to our point, point is i have not because the world is such a a, just just a hell place i have not been like following too much i'll just look at things like on google news or i'll just glance videos i'll be like oh that's depressing as usual and then just go back to sim racing Uh uh-huh yeah i'm I'm doing that i racing which is like the real simulator like stock car drivers Mm -hmm. like every not just stock car like they learn how to drive on it it's what nascar was doing during covid they were driving like they would play basically like paying Daytona USA. <laughs> yeah, they were, except like legit. Like and that was the thing. And like stock car drivers were like getting as mad as they get like in the actual. That's ridiculous. Like, car drivers were like cursing. I think like <sighs> one guy like called Bubba Wallace the N word for wrecking him <sighs> over a video game. And Bubba Wallace quit. He was just like, I'm done. He's like, this is stupid. I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, so that's what I've been doing instead of following the news. So I want you to tell me everything so, about Starbucks labor now that I don't have the virus and can get back. <laughs> uh, no, they're just uh, so last week. So they, they vote. They count the votes today, yeah. which is great. Last week, uh, we actually uh, we talked about it on the show and uh, we actually had a barbecue. Uh, some sort of like leftist organizations and uh, including Southern Workers Assembly and uh, a lot of DSA members showed up for this. Uh, I brought my, my sound system to play the music and all this other stuff. Ben from Step Up was on the grill. Uh, and it was the whole point of it was a barbecue for a barbecue 
for nice. to place to inv- invite Starbucks wor- Bucks workers from across the uh, the city and sort of bringing them together. And we had people, we had Starbucks worker from Hammond show up. We had people from Jefferson Parish from the, from from New Orleans and all these other kinds of places. So that was really good. Uh, ben was very good on the grill. They had some really good kebabs and stuff. So uh, a good time was had by all. Uh, so that's what happened last week. As far as like more broadly, we were talking a little bit about this uh, before air, but you said you had some current concerns about right. things like, oh, so one other thing I wanted to mention, and this sort of like speaks to that, um, uh, a friend of the show uh, who I'm trying to get to come on and talk about a one day strike that he held at his store in Ithaca, Benjamin South. Um, he um, recently, like yesterday, I saw him posting about it just now, uh, the Starbucks store that he works at is uh, actually closing. And uh, they actually just posted a message on Facebook and folks should um, definitely uh, know about this. Starbucks to illegally close Union Store. Uh, he's hosting a Twitter storm about this. Um, so let's see. Uh, Starbucks corporate is escalating their anti-union campaign to a new extreme. The district manager told workers at the College Avenue store in downtown Ithaca, New York, that the store will be permanently closed, giving them only one week's notice to prepare. The reason Starbucks is giving for closing the store, the grease trap that workers went on strike to demand Starbucks fix last month. This is real, uh, real uh, clear cata- uh, retaliation for Ithaca workers, the first fully unionized Starbucks city uh, in the country. Tell Starbucks to stop union busing by using the hashtags college, uh, college av strong, shame on, shame on Starbucks. Uh, so June 4th today at noon. So uh, you can participate in that. Uh, if you are so inclined, uh, I'm going to definitely be sharing that on my social media as well. So you can check it out there. Follow me at Eminent Prof. Um, so, but, but you were concerned that stuff like this was going to be happening yeah. uh, more and more. Well, that's all. I worked enough like bad retail jobs to know that that's always the default. Like I've, if a company even sniffs union, mm-hmm. they will just close the store immediately. Um, but I mean that's t- that's illegal to do yeah. that. That reminds me of what happened. Yeah, if, it's illegal, but like good job, like yeah, good, good luck, luck policing. Good it. luck getting the government to drag a company uh, uh, to open a store. Yeah, yeah. in co- in court, and like how long can they like the, drag the, the that government out that won't even make people wear a mask? Yeah, good good, you know, good luck doing that. So I think they'll. And then let's say they lose. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the that company loses. They get to pay what? I bet the fine is probably a joke. Yeah, I don't for, know if top for of my Starbucks head, it is. I imagine it's a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't understand honestly is that I would think because those jobs when I when I think about those retail jobs they're made bad like on purpose. Because these bean counters have decided, especially like publicly traded companies, they have run the math and they, they know that just having it's, it's cheaper for them for people to quit, have high uh, turnover and just get new people in than it is to actually create a work environment where people want to stay. Um, so why in the short term, it feels like they're overreacting. And why wouldn't you just wait? Why wouldn't you just say, like, we're both, okay, so we're Starbucks, you know, corporate. I would just, I would say, 
just wait two years. We'll have whole new staff mm-hmm. in these places. Don't even worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so why would you not just do that? It feels like they're overreacting, and it's it's kind of good that they're overreacting. It's not good for the individual people, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see people lose their job, but it just shows. It makes a good villain. That's yeah, for exactly. Sure. That's you got me. That's what I'm saying. And I think part of um, part of the reason that Starbucks and Amazon and Tesla, for example, the reason that they've gone so hard against union and and this is like a theory of mine it's not necessarily like this is sort of like me noodling on something a little bit right Mm -hmm. but but so starbucks has the 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 thing that's in common among those three companies is that they're run by three like i mean you have to be a, a certain level of of uh sociopath egomaniac to be a ceo in the first place but i would say that even among that set Howard Schultz from Starbucks, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, and uh, uh, Elon Musk especially are like a cut above in the egomaniac Mm -hmm. department, right? And so they're almost like trading on their brand as like, I'm daddy, you listen to me, I'm the boss here. Um, as they're like, they're taking it very personally and they're acting almost like, like it, they're making decisions based off of that, and that's why the the things that are happening, the aggressive union busting, is happening in the way it is because of. I mean, I don't always think that like these kinds of things are decided by individuals, but like in this circumstance, it seems to be the case. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is decided by shareholders, and mm-hmm. this is where. Um, not even just the CEO. I think it's decided, like decided by the person who owns fifty one percent, and a lot of times that could be the CEO, but um, or the president of the board or right. whatever. And I honestly, I think that's a big problem with um, you know not just American capitalism in general is that with these shareholders, you've got when a, when a company goes public. A bunch of people get involved that really that do not care about the long term health of the company. Mm-hmm. They just eventually, I mean, shares are there to sell. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that's the whole goal is to maximize profits to for this quarter. Maximize profits, put the share to a to a strike price, and then dump it. Like mm-hmm. that's the whole point. So it's like, how could this ever? When you really understand how the how the the markets work. How how did anybody ever think this is conducive to capitalism? Mm-hmm. When you have, I mean, could it even conducive to cap? Yeah, no, I was going to take that back, but no, it's not. It's not conducive to capitalism because again, you've got a whole bunch of people with absolutely no skin in in the life of the company that just want to hollow it out, you know. And you can say, well, I've held on to stock for this, you know, I've held on to the the Starbucks stock since it, the the initial IPO, but eventually you do want to sell it. Mm-hmm. Like you're not holding on to your stock certificates and then like putting them in your grave. With you, you don't have them because you love them. Right. So you it's like you don't care about the you don't care about the long term um, health of the company. You mm-hmm. care about hitting that strike price and getting out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that seems insane. Mm-hmm. You have two. So you have the best CEO who cares about. The let's say the best CEO in the world who cares about the the actual life of the company, the health of the company, is constantly fighting against people who do not care about the health of the company, mm-hmm. and that's that. Cannot, and that's considering that's even granting that this particular CEO uh, 
like does care about those the health of the company, which yeah, he I'm most saying, likely at its, doesn't. At its, no, one hundred. Yeah, at the one hundred percent earnest. Mm-hmm. Like at best case scenario. Yeah, and it's like that. How how does that ever seem reasonable? It's like a, a tug of war, and two different people or two different groups of people are pulling on opposites. Yeah, turns out that uh, capitalism is a system that, that is work. rife with contradictions, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. Completely and utterly riddled with them. And it's it affects customer experience. It affects everything. Like it affects the lives of the workers. The lives of the workers, and it's like the 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 fights that I get in. On social media, I just got into one not that long ago with this is kind of off topic from unions. I want to go back to it, but it just popped in my head of just somebody was saying, you know, on Twitter, just some randos like, well, that's why I'll never go back to X, Y, Z. And like a bunch of people were like, I work at X, Y, Z. We don't care. Right. Like that has nothing to do with my with my, you know, with my job. You. You Individual have, consumer spend, yeah, has, decisions yeah. have very little that, have very little impact when they're not organized. And yeah, and the retort to that is, well, if if people don't come, you won't keep your job. And it's like, again, I've worked enough bad retail jobs of companies that have went under, and it's never been because we wouldn't accept Karen's expired coupon. That's right. and she stopped coming. That has never been why mm-hmm. the the business has gone under. Right. And. I hate to beat a dead horse, and ironically, a socialist system would fix this where employees are like at a co-op or whatnot, they would have buy-in, they would have direct um, their employment and how and how they treat people and how they actually do if they come back, if they have profit sharing would directly benefit them. Mm-hmm. Right now, it doesn't matter if you come if you go to a store and buy something or you're not. like it doesn't. It, it does not matter to the employee on the ground. And to try yeah. to, like, punish them for that is just insane. I know that's awful. It's a way to discipline your workforce, it's though. It's so silly to hear. It's a way to discipline your workforce and say that, like, well, we have to fire you or beca- or whatever because we're getting these Yelp reviews. Yeah. You're responsible for it or whatever. Like, it's a, it's, it's, it's using an excuse. Um, we do have to really quickly yeah, pause for... This uh, WHIV is supported by Trepwise. Trepwise is a growth consulting firm that powers organizations to maximize their potential, working with hundreds of organizations across the nonprofit, public, and for-profit sectors. The Trepwise team leverages innovative approaches to create sustained impact for clients. More information about Trepwise can be found at trepwise.com. That's T-R-E-P-W-I-S-E dot com. You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 22.3. This is Good Morning Comrade. Uh, GoodMorningComrade.com. Sorry about that, Robert. No, you're Continue. fine. I figured we were going long. But mm-hmm. um, if you don't believe me, a great example of this is we've all done this. How many times you've been in a grocery store? Let's say you're in Walmart or Rouse's or Kroger or whatever your local store is or any any retail store that has multiple um, checkout lanes to, to pay for stuff. And you're standing in a long line because there's three cashiers working. And you're going, why don't they open more registers? Well, it's because the actual people who make profit, the actual corporation, the people has, that aren't there, have run the numbers and said you're not. They've said you're not going to come in here and want to purchase something and then put it back because you yeah. don't want to stand in line. You're going to deal with this now because we're going to run this store at the bare minimum. Mm-hmm viability for it to be open so we can maximize profits. So the people who are actually making profit don't care about your experience. Mm-hmm. How in the world do you think the frontline worker who ha- is completely alienated from their workplace 
they get paid has a wage. no buy-in. They get paid only a wage. Is going to care mm-hmm. at all. They don't. They can't. It's actually inefficient for them to care about mm-hmm. you as a customer experience because, again. It doesn't matter if they do. Well, it, it's actually inefficient because mm-hmm. the because the way these places are run at absolute bare minimum staff, um, they are focusing on just trying to keep the stock, the shore, the, the, the shore, the shelf stocked and try to keep the business running. They honestly don't have time for you. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's where we're at. So it's like, why would you put any of this on the individual worker? Mm -hmm. And yeah, Starbucks, um, it's trash. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I, I just hope that retaliation turns them into a villain. But at this point, they have such a market share of just, they're ingrained in the culture as -hmm. far as like, American culture, world culture. Um, I'd love to know how, because they are a worldwide co- company. They have, how How are they doing in other markets? Like, they're in Europe, right? Um, I imagine so. I don't know. I don't I'm know. asking you questions you don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. But I, 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 all I know is that there's there are over 100 stores that have uh, that have unionized at this point, that's and that's, that's, that's good. Um, no contracts yet. Um, but again, like we said before, we're seeing... Um, more than anything, I think the trend that you can take away from the at least threatening to close this store in Ithaca is an escalation on the part of, of Starbucks. And I think that's, that's for me, the big takeaway here. You know what I mean? Like, they're, 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 they've, they've fired workers. Uh, they've gotten considerable backlash for it. They've gotten sued. Uh, they've gotten complaints for unlabor practices through the uh, uh, National Labor Relations Board uh, and, and things like that. Layla... Um, Layla uh, Dalton comes to mind, uh, the Memphis Seven come to mind, and 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 Billy himself comes to mind in that sort of mm-hmm. situation. Um, this is something that's been happening quite frequently um, as this is as this has gone down. Um, so that's worth you know putting that 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 is the that is the extent by which they have gone so far. And now at least, you know, it, it seems to me, and, and I imagine, and it's not unreasonable for others to think this as well, that this, that closing a store that is uh, organizing a union is uh, a escalation to just, instead of just firing individuals, uh, it's closing a store and punishing people that might not even be a part of this organizing project, which is um, collective punishment, really, which is, which is, Again, illegal, but and and you can file whatever you want with the NLRB about it. But what is that going to accomplish yeah, in the long run? I mean, I guess you can make sure that these people keep their jobs and get replaced. But that's a complete organizing unit that has to be reconstituted in different places. Maybe that will backfire in Starbucks, and maybe all the people from those stores will organize at wherever they end up too. Well, ironically, so. I think the the bright spot, the kind of morbid, sick bright spot of all this is that because these retail jobs um, treat people so badly and it's like, oh, well, we'll vote for the union because what I, I have nothing to lose with my chains at this point. Like, okay, and the what, boss is showing his hand. Yeah, what are they going to do, fire me? I can go sling coffee at PJ's. Mm-hmm. I, can go, I can go sling coffee somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't, it's not like I'm working at the Ford plant and I was, you know, I got three and a half kids and, and I'm used to, like, <coughs> the week and a half vacation they give me every year, and I've got an okay and living, and I'm just trying to hold on. So maybe I'll vote for no for the union. Some guy at Starbucks is like, what do I care? I don't care. 
Like, let's union. Let's do it. Who cares? Like, it can't get any worse than it is now. So, ironically, they create these conditions. I always think of when I, what popped in my mind was the Ford plant is that, um, was a Ford, was a Ford plant, a theoretical Ford plant in my mm-hmm. mind. Cause I moved here from Ohio and there's four plants in Ohio. And then they moved a, um, not moved, uh, Toyota opened up a, um, a non-union, uh, Toyota plant in Kentucky, right over the, right over the river, yeah. which is only like 30 miles away. And all the, all these people who worked there, I remember talking to a couple of them and they would always brag, well, we, they, they treat us great. We have this benefit and that benefit and this benefit and that. Yeah. Be- and they'd be like, we don't need a union. We, I was like, yeah, that's because they fear the union. Yeah. Because in a, in an, you're I- welcome. Yeah, exactly. In an ideal society, uh, employers would make, um, labor. They would make it create a, a labor situation so good that the unions couldn't take a foothold. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you're, you they have to make to. them fear the labor. They have mm-hmm. to make them fear the union to treat you halfway decent. Mm-hmm. That's the point. I was like, yeah, if across the river, if Ford wasn't unionized, then they would be treating you like garbage down here in Kentucky. Right. Because then you could just go over there. I can back that up, actually, too. When uh, So a couple of years ago, remember when I went out to that uh, UAW strike? They had a, G- a General Motors parts. Um, they had a General Motors parts uh, facility. It's still out there in Brandon, Mississippi. A lot of mm-hmm. uh, DSA folks, uh, including myself, went out there. We actually had um, Jamal, one of the workers out there, uh, come on the show. Uh, we did a good interview with him. Really interesting dude. But one of the things when we were talking to the folks out there um, that we that we heard from them was that there was a similar situation with a Nissan plant. Uh, and there was a big union drive to make that happen. And uh, it was very aggressively busted. And also, they provided pretty significant like increases as well um, for yeah. for how this went down. I don't know all the details. Uh, I, you know, somebody who's more familiar with that situation would know it. But 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 suffice to say, um, the Nissan plant like basically ended up with somewhat of better working conditions, right. though more hostility towards unions because of the existence of the UAW union that was exist that that was at the GM facility. So like. That 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 tracks with what you're saying. See, in and my that, in my mind, the strategy everywhere. should be there for like the UAW and mm-hmm. all. And if there's a situation like that, they should, you know, um, I don't know how who you would meet with or whatever, but you would just, I guess, the tact I would take with that Nissan plan is like, hey, like y'all got a good thing going here. Mm-hmm. That's great. We're so glad that like we really don't want to organize here. We're so glad that you have conditions that like. <clears throat> We don't want to like. We don't need to spend our time trying to organize, you know, uh, a, a union here. But here's our card. If they ever play with you, no. we're here. Oh, workers always be organizing, yeah. like no matter what. Always like, give us a call. Mm-hmm. Don't be a stranger. Yeah. If they ever start tripping, and I'm I'm sure that there still is a um, a cell or an organizing committee or something that is there. I'm not sure. I'm, this is pure speculation on my part, but I mean, when there have even failed union drives, it, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's fairly common for the, for the people that organize them to stick together. And, and I mean, again, you never know what's going to happen in, um, in, in both rounds in Bessemer at the Amazon facility. I mean, they obviously have a leadership over there that's connected with uh, the national RWDSU. So, like, and and 
you know, it doesn't look like there's going to be, maybe there will be, but I don't know. It doesn't look like there's going to be a round three like there was for the first right. one, even though there was significant union busting again this time around. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, if these if these companies, it's not really like these. To, it's not like those workers just disappear. Yeah, you know, if these companies really want to keep unions out, I mean, the uh, the direct one hundred percent surefire answer is just to treat your employees mm-hmm. like actual people who you want to work there for a long time and be happy, productive uh, workers who don't have to um, while they're at work think about their material needs. You do that, that'll keep the union out. Um, it's it's not that hard to. To do I mean, that. there should be a union, obviously, anyway. But well, yeah. well, I mean, my point is like, but that's no, strategy, that's I don't know. I mean, we might differ on this because uh-huh. my thinking is nobody like <clears throat> people who organize don't do it for fun. They no. don't do it as a social club. Like, who wants to order? Who wants to do this? Like, mm. as fun for funsies. No. I've always like I've heard the maxim before of like never trust a socialist who enjoys meetings. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah, like I don't want to. Who wants to sit and vote on things all day? And have to wear like no, you're doing this out of necessity. Sickos, because you're against the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's we might disagree on that. But no, 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 I I mean, I I guess no matter how good the business or the company is going to whatever, no matter what they're going to give you, you can always fight for better because they're never going to give you what you actually deserve. Is I guess my point. No, not in the capitalist system. So, so like, so like. Um, again, even in the situation that we were talking about with the Ford facility or the Nissan facility, we're talking about like, like they were not given everything. You don't get any, everything when you, even when you have a union, you're, what they do is they just throw meteor scraps. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, and if that's going to make people, you know, happy or whatever for the, for the, for the time being, that's fine. That's not going to last. You know, those things can be rolled back just as easily as they're doled out. Sure. So. That goes back to my point mm-hmm. of just like, oh, oh, y'all want to play now? Mm-hmm. He, hey, the guy from the UAW. Remember the guy from the UAW that came and talked to us last year? Yeah. Says he wasn't that interested in organizing. Yeah. But if he said if you have any problems, give us a call. Maybe we should call that guy. Yeah. The threat should always be looming. Right. If nothing else. So anyway, yeah, that's um, get your uh, Saturday started with Vintage Oldies, Morning Donuts, and Javon Tate, 6 to 9 a.m., exclusively on the radio station de- dedicated to human rights and social justice, WHIV 102.3. That's the station you're listening to right now. Um, but, yeah, um, just to change subjects kind of dramatically, Please you want to hear something very – remember we were talking about the new society – the oh. crypto like weirdo society at Eiffel Tower. Oh uh, yeah, based please. off of Web three. I get so lost on all this stuff. Guess like who the newest founding member is, or at least this is according of a couple of weeks ago. Who would be in Louisiana? That Nicholas Cage. No, better. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody who just like loves being here all the time, but they're not from here. Um, better than Nicholas Cage. Think about somebody who's inc- like much more cringe than Nicolas Cage and also oh, recently lost um, a national te- a television gig uh, on... Oh, I, on uh, I was going to say the, 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 the virgin guy, um, Branford or whatever. No, 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 Branson. no. Uh, I don't know. I Drew Brees. 
I'm excited. Oh, yeah, to be no, he founding. makes he's such a show for everything. <laughs> I'm excited. This is from his Twitter. I'm excited to be a founding member of the New Society, a community seeking to inspire Nola's culture to realize its full potential through Web three. What a what a piece of garbage! <laughs> it is like just to kind of recap. What is what is Web three? Oh, it's just trying it's, to cryptofy everything. Yeah, cryptos um, and NFTs and like the marketplace. And I was just at the gym yesterday and I saw Drew Brees on TV with the sound down. When it whatever his polo of the day is, trying to hawk whatever. <laughs> this man is just a he, he would he's a he would get machine. tattoos if they would pay him to do like. Back in the back in the two thousands, which is like goldenpalace.com tattooed mm-hmm. across his face. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. They would do that like a UFC fighter. Um but yeah, th- this is the same guy who um he t- he's taken money to uh to promote like check cashing places. Yeah. He's a complete scumbag. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> he really is. He is. I mean, like, remember when he was Scott Scott was really mad about this one. When he like started doing like um he started doing like church, like uh, like some kind of like what? Uh, ad for some kind of like radical like homophobic church. No way. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just like a cameo he took. No way. <laughs> it wasn't like doing the actively thing, but it was associating with this like this 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 garbo. Just be like Alva, like Alec Camara owns. Uh, going back to a race thing, he owns a NAS- he's like a part owner of like a NASCAR team. That's awesome. And then he also like gets money from whatever com- confectionery company makes Airheads. What? Yeah, because like he Cause loves he did, Airheads yeah. all day, and <laughs> so like he's got to deal with them. And it's like just be cool. Like you have all like why can't like Drew Brees won a Super Bowl? He's like gonna be in the hall of fame why can't you just why do you have to like shill he's for the main a- character is the problem he's got main character syndrome but like honest uh, okay i'm being real here like i it almost makes me want to believe like drew Brees is like involved in some kind of i mean why would there be illegal gambling anymore but like some kind of like mafioso thing mm-hmm. or like I, or like does he owe like gambling debts or like <laughs> does he have like chemical like addictions to like illegal drugs because why does he feel the need to take every stupid sponsorship that comes across his desk it's like every shady like fly-by-night weird thing is just like drew Brees will do it drew Brees will do it cut drew Brees a check he'll do it and it's like man this is super shady yeah and just to kind of like stick on the on the crypto thing uh just hilarious drew Brees, you know whatever um have you heard what happened to seth green Oh yeah, of course. What happened there? Well, he got his all apes gone. All, well, so Seth he was Green. like gonna have his. Apparently, this is something you can do. He had bought an ape, like one of these stupid board ape yeah. NFTs, and he was gonna have it star in like some kind of like Weird really stupid thing. television show or something. But somebody stole the ape. Like, how does that work? Seth Green with his wallet, his crypto wallet open, all apes stolen. Um, <laughs> Darmok, uh, Tanagra. What's going on? When the apes fell. Um, no, he, so apparently he got scammed by some kind of weird phishing scam. And so now they own the, uh, not the blockchain, I forget what it's called. Who, who even wa- cares what it's called? Why do even, they if, somebody, if some nerd is just like, well, that's not what, uh, shut up. Shut up. You're being, you're scam. You're in a scam. Shut up. But like, so he got his little JPEG stolen. And Somebody right alt right right click right. save and, as yeah and now and now he wants to get it back to he wants to like every one of these other crypto bros 
they want the thing that they want unregulated. They want the government to help them get it back. That's beyond ironic and hilarious. Um, but yeah, he's just one of the many people who got scammed. And it's like, I hate, I hate to be this guy because I feel like Seth Green has, he's been through a lot. He was in Son of Mask. <laughs> You know, he's just a he guy was, he just was trying jo- to make a dollar. He was Joker in Mass Effect games, That's which you hate. I do hate. I just hate the last 20 minutes of the games. <laughs> but um, I, just, I, I, don't, I don't feel bad for him for being scammed. The only thing I'm just like, oh, Seth Green. Like, if, yeah, if this is going to happen to any kind of C-list celebrity, it's going to be Seth Green. He's like the kind of loser that would He's walk into exactly it. exactly like, the kind of guy who would I mean, buy he, crypto and exactly the kind of guy who would get hit by a phishing attack and get his non-fungible monkey picture funged. <laughs> he got funged. I've been funged over been here. Funged, bro. <laughs> it's so wild. And I, they said it wasn't fungible, but then they funged it. I can't believe it. Man, I can't wait for that Eiffel crypto thing to go belly up. I can't wait for that. Yeah, That's we need to keep... Are you in the Discord? No. You got to get in the Discord, man. I'll try. Do I have to like, buy... No, I'm in the Discord. Or something? I, I, I don't have enough attention to oh, to pay, keep up with it, though, with the latest of these losers. It's just like a lot of rah-rah cheerleader stuff, yeah. really, is all it is. It's a bunch of, like, one person will come in, they'll say something that all these, you know, dumb, pretend, smart guys think is smart... And then they'll be like, yeah, that's awesome, man. You're like, it's so stupid. It's like stock, like going back to our, my previous rant, like, you know, and there's an argument we made that the stock market is an absolute scam. Yeah. And I've made money off the stock market, but it's an absolute scam. Crypto, that's an even deeper scam. Double scam. Like, and I've made money from crypto. NFTs, though? NFTs, my dude? Are you kidding me? Like, that's the great. It's it's the wildest. That's the wildest. It's like. I remember one time, and I still have them because I'm such an idiot. I was at Dave and Buster's and hopped up on like a kitty, like a, a half a Red Bull and like half a beer, like a kitty cocktail. Mm-hmm. And I got really into the coin pusher but it had Star Trek cards in it. <laughs> and I probably spent 50 bucks trying to get these stupid Star Trek cards, and I got a bunch of them. And it was like almost like an hour later as I left, it was like a spell was broken. I was like, what on earth? Like, how much money did I get to get this worthless garbage? No, these aren't worth anything. I mean, it's the Nobody same kind of carny this. stuff. It's the same kind of carny idea. Yeah. That's that's a great analogy, though. Car- I never thought about it. Car- yeah. Like, you want it so bad. Like, you want the giant... But a banana with a with dreadlocks, like so bad. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you spend like the fifty dollars, the only thing you it, can think of, you're just like, I've got a giant banana, a stuffed banana with dreadlocks on that I have to walk around all day with. Yeah, nobody wants this. <laughs> this isn't worth anything. If I really wanted, this, I've been I, had. Yeah, I could have went to plush appeal and got it for two dollars and i spent 25 <laughs> and i don't even want it i don't even want this anymore <laughs> speaking of carny stuff uh just to sort of like light note uh yeah oh. so you and i are both wrestling fans yes and some of the most carny stuff in wrestling is happening right now with a guy named maxwell jacob freeman what's going on um well he's a guy who's 
by all by all means, he's consider he's considerably mad because he doesn't want to re up his contract um, without getting more money up front, which is completely which fair. is totally normal because we support labor here. And then also, this is in conjunction with the other wrestling federation, the WWE, to where um, two of their top women wrestlers who were the champions uh, just walked out of the company, and everybody thought it was it was fake, but uh, it's not. It's they really were upset and they just left a show like right in the together together. So labor solidarity, solidarity forever. And I and so this other guy that um, Jeff is talking about, Maxwell Jacob Freeland, is he's he's upset with the money he's making, but he uh, is turning. He's either upset about it or he's like making hay off of a storyline, which you never know. Well, it's both. Yeah, he's turned he's turned that into like one of the greatest. storyline angles that I've seen in my lifetime and I'm really I'm really here for it um, but we just support labor rights like honestly we need to get a, like and we had a wrestler on before we didn't were, work yeah he, in retrospect name, he whose name shall not be mentioned I, I'd love to get um, another pro wrestler on yeah or maybe we can get with like our mutual friends um from struggle session because they do a wrestling i know show. friends that know wrestlers i got friends yeah. that know wrestlers oh you talking about them wildcat boys no 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 um friend of the show diana hussein i, I just um, want somebody who's like making i don't want like an indie guy no no disrespect to indie guys love love all indie guys like who are out there like making no money just learning a craft but i mean like i want somebody who's making a little bit of money mm-hmm. because i just want to ask the thing i want to ask them as like a mark a wrestling fan um what is the most ethical way i can consume the product because i always feel super i mean you're laughing but i feel super bad about it because i feel like it's like professional wrestling is like hyper it's a grind a meat grinder um labor exploitation oh yeah like you're these people are literally sacrificing their bodies for my entertainment and then they're treated terribly by the companies that they work for so like how can i ethically like enjoy this yeah i mean if if nobody watches it, the workers don't make anything. Yeah. You know, is the is the sort of like way I sort of look at it. Um, I don't know. I definitely know that like Vince McMahon is a very evil person. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know, man. Like obviously, also at the same time, Jesse Ventura is like one of the heroes of this, uh, or one of the Jesse almost on. heroes. That's who we should get. On. Uh, oh man, if we he, could get Jesse Ventura dude, on the show, he would do. He would do you it. You know the story though, right? Yeah, about him starting a labor, yeah, trying to start a labor union until that sob Hulk Hogan dropped the dime. He's the worst, dude. He dropped the dime to the boss and basically said, "This is what Jesse's trying to do." He's the worst. He, the Hogan, Hogan's absolutely the worst, and like. If our show ever gets well, he's old and I could probably beat him in a fight, but um, like an actual <laughs> legit fight. But like if we if if our show ever really takes off and like, hopefully it's the only time we talk about Hogan. I will run into I, I'll run into him again before he dies because like I live in. You're gonna uh, hook up on him. Well, no, my yeah, because I'm from St. Petersburg, Florida, which is right next to he lives in Clearwater, mm-hmm. and it's like it's so close. Like it's like going from here, going from New Orleans to like Metairie. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of times I've I've cross paths like personally with Hulk Hogan just like in a random Winn-Dixie is not <laughs> is, is boring it's boring you know I threw I threw axes as a child uh, at the at the um, Tampa Bay Renaissance Festival with Brooke Hogan and his son 
how they tall, were next to me. How tall was Brooke Hogan? Oh, we were all children. We were yeah. tiny kids. Oh, okay. We were all, and so it was just like, I didn't know what their names were, but like Hulk Hogan had his kids with him. And Hulk Hogan <laughs> so was like stupid. next to like, and like, and my dad was just like, oh, do you want to talk to Hulk Hogan? I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. It doesn't like, work for me, My brother. dad's like, that's, Hulk. oh, he didn't say that. My dad was like next to him. He's like, that's Hulk Hogan. Do you want to like, you want to talk to him? I'm like, no, not at all. <laughs> like, I don't like him. And so, but yeah, you just see him around like all the time. Dude, I, I saw I saw Macho Man like a week before he died. Dang. By NyQuil in a in a CBS, dude. That's oh no. I saw Mr. You know how he died, right? Mr. Perfect. No, I can't remember. Yeah. He like had a heart attack Back. and then while driving a car and oh, crashed. Man. Horrible. Mr. Perfect died of an overdose, unfortunately. Well, I remember I worked at a um I worked at a movie theater. Um it's not there anymore. It's uh, not the one the one in the mall in St. Petersburg, Tyrone 6. It was Tyrone Square, mm-hmm. and it was, like, the big AMC theater, and it was, like, you know, like, 10, 15 screens or something. Mm-hmm. And it was the Alien Resurrection premiere. Work done. <laughs> was, it came in there. He was in there. Jimmy Hart. Oh, nice. I'm out Hulk Hogan. Oh, um, Lanny Poffo. And um, the genius, yeah, and who's his other and um, Brutus Beefcake all went and saw a movie together on opening day. (laughs) And Jimmy Hart, Alien Alien Resurrection, Resurrection. and 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 they all got out of a limo. And literally, Jimmy Hart just goes because I was working the box office and I'm trying to not like, did he have his megaphone with him? He was dressed normally, but but just he goes. That voice is not a put on. No. He just goes, oh, we're going to get a, can I get five daily resurrection? <laughs> I almost lost. I'm like a 17 year old kid. I'm like, oh, what is going on? Either that or he just like, well, you know how when they say when you're a kid, if you make that face, it's going to freeze that way. Oh, yeah. Maybe if you make that voice, it's going to stay that It was that like way. a dream, dude. That was so <laughs> weird. But yeah, because, you know, Tampa Bay is like the, that's where all the pro wrestlers live. Yeah. Uh, WWE guys anyway. Yeah, well, we got to wrap it up. We got to get out of here. But uh, thank you so much for listening. You can check us out every Saturday, uh, WHIV FM 102.3. You can also get uh, catch us online, goodmorningcomrade.com. Uh, where can I follow you on Twitter, Robert? Um, what is it? It's at Comrade Morning. Yeah, and My follow goodness. me at, at Eminent Prof. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank, it's like, just, it's, it's so awesome. Yeah.